Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pond podcast with myself, Harry Kerwin, the podcast that takes you through the journey of moving to the United States as a student athlete to play soccer. There's potential we may have to change our name because some busy bastards have trademarked the name Across the Pond and I don't think they fancy the competition. Worst case scenario, there's going to be two Ds at the end of Pond, but we'll keep you all posted. However, if any of you have any good ideas on a new name for the podcast, they are all welcome. Regardless, we loved having Marvin on last week and it's great to see him doing so well down in Florida. If you've liked what you've heard, please follow us on Spotify or Google Podcasts so you can keep up to date with all our new episodes. And we're also on social media. On Instagram, my username is Across the Pond Pod, and our Twitter handle is Pond underscore podcast, which again could be subject to change. Please follow and share so we can get all our content out to those who it may benefit. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pond podcast with myself, Harry Kerwin. We're up to episode eight today. Really excited about our guest, a guest we have on today. It was someone that I was very close with for my first two years of college. He was actually my college roommate as well, which, which is something that I'll never forget and someone that um, from pretty much day one, my journey to America, he has been involved in some respects. So it's Christoph Rapatch. How are you doing today, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you very much. And, I, and I've known you now for six years. Um, did I say your name right? That's my first question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, with all these Z's in there, like it's yeah. kind of weird. So, yeah. There's, there's too, way too many Z's in your name, mate. Um, I still can't spell it to this day and I've known you six years. I had to go <laughs> and look you up on Facebook before you even wrote it down. So we'll get to that kind of good stuff anyway. But uh that shows how much of a bad friend I am, I think, if I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's everything been going with you during, during the whole pandemic? Have you been doing okay? What's, what's life been looking like for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, things have just like settled down a lot because obviously it happened like mid-spring semester. So everything pretty much came to an abrupt stop. Um, and then pretty much since then, I mean, it's been kind of tough is yeah. that you can't really like go out and do things. So just keeping yourself like mentally challenged is, is the toughest part. I mean, recently I've been like trying to do like the odd jobs, like painting and some roofing and stuff like that. So it's been fun, some are different to learn and earn a bit of money. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you just got to do what you can. Exactly, mate. Jack of all trades now then, are you? <laughs> yeah. Have me on a little, uh, little van going around soon. <laughs> so, so we're on episode eight now. We all know this, all know the score. Um, what we want to get out of this is we want you to be able to tell your story, man. Talk to us about how you ended up in the United States, how you even heard about it in the first place, what you were doing in terms of footy before you came over here and, and just go from there, mate. So, so it's over to you. What, 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 was the, what was the thing that made you come out here? What, how did that all start? So basically, so I'll take it back to, I guess, like secondary school. Like I was a massive like underachiever in academics, which is – which is weird saying just because like, obviously I guess you guys noticed, like even Brad was saying that, like I focused on academics a lot when I came out, but massive underachiever, even though like my scores weren't like too bad, like GCSEs, it's just, I could have done so much better. And then that just carried on through first year of college, which I only did a year of college and then dropped out. Um, and then after that, I went into like working in like sales and like retail. Yeah. So I worked yeah. like Next and Super Dry and stuff, and, and it was fun. I loved it. But, you know, there was always something more that I wanted to do. Yeah. And yeah. it, it kind of got to like a, not like a bad situation, but I was just kind of like a little bit like depressed. And I, was, I must have been like, I think, what, 17? 
18 or something like that. And I was just like, you know, what's my path in life? Like, where's it going? Yeah. And I was playing 40 and stuff like that still for like, you know, uh, like local teams and stuff. Um, obviously, like, you know, doing anything with that would have been, you know, amazing. But obviously, it just wasn't going to be. Yeah. Um, so then it's just like finding like different routes um, and what to go, what to go for. But basically, I remember going for a trial for our first point in USA when I was like 16, mm. 16, 17. I was like 20 quid for a trial. And I was like, you know what, why not? Um, I looked into it a little bit, like the whole scholarship situation, not a lot. And I was like, oh, this could be like a little thing to, you know, at least explore. So I went for the trial. Everything went well. Got an email like a week later saying, you know, you were successful. We'd like to hear back from you and take you under our wing pretty much. Yeah. Um, I never did anything with it. Um, my parents, like when I told them, they were really like skeptical because um, they'd read a lot. My dad, my dad did a lot of research on on the whole process going out in the different companies. And obviously, like there's so many good reviews, there's so many bad reviews. So like my dad was really skeptical, thinking it was like a big scam. And obviously, I think it was like, what was it, like two grand or something like that to sign it on the first place? It, it might be more, mate. Yeah, it might have been a little bit more. Grand, yeah. But yeah. basically... Um, like that, that was a big put off. So obviously, like I, I worked, saved up money, and then I think it wasn't until I was looking into like maybe getting into a bit of coaching. I like ended up going to like the Manchester College um, for a year, I think. And basically, like I turned up, did some like coaching stuff with them. I managed to like enroll and do like some like sports sort of like leadership stuff. Yeah. Uh, just to get me back in the swing of things and basically he went to like their coach their coach's office and just said look kind of like come down to training try out with you so did that um literally like two days later i was in the b team for a, for a game yeah. after one yeah. game he was just like right come train with the first team and stuff like that so i was just um cracking on with that and then after a couple of games um what i didn't know at the time is that they had a partnership with fc united okay. uh, which is a semi-pro team mm-hmm. which is literally like right down the road from where i live and basically, like, you had the first team manager at the time, Carl Marginson, who, who, like, run training sessions, come down. And they'd always be there and stuff like that. Um, we had, like, players that would come down um, and, like, run sessions, talk to us. Yeah. I remember, like, yeah. Rodri Giggs um, came down. So I was, like, you know, when he, he was a nice like nice guy and everything like that. Um, didn't have anything bad to say about him. But I just loved, like, the environment of being, you know, in a, like, soccer environment, which... I hadn't done in the past because obviously like I didn't go through like any academies or anything when I was younger. Yeah, um, everything yeah. was just like through with mates and just like local teams and stuff. So that was good. And then obviously through that, I got the opportunity to play for FCs, like um, represent them, um, which was good. And then, you know, through that, I managed to learn a bit about myself, um, knowing that if I put put my mind to it, put 100% into it, I can do what like whatever I set myself to. So yeah, I took that with me. And then basically I was like to my parents, I was like, you know, um, trusting me, basically, you know, I know this time I won't screw it up. I'll put everything I've got into it. And you know, I can't thank my parents enough, but, you know, having that like undying, like faith, you know, in, in the, in the children, uh, to like do, do what they can. Um, so basically that was, that was where it started. And then I think I was 19 and we got back in touch with first point, basically went down to Glasgow um talked to them a bit signed on and then i think that was in like the start of november and i think it was like end of november start of december was that 
showcase that yeah. I met you yeah. in London. I'm sure it was in December. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was in December, yeah, because it was it was cold. I remember it being really cold, but yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But um, but basically, like, turned up to there, like in London. Um, I went down with my dad because obviously with his with the company they worked for, they had offices down there, so we could work during the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, whilst we were like, you know, out like. I guess doing playing these like trial games, but like turned up there, I was like buzzing from the get go. Um, and I remember like getting put into the teams and stuff, getting a bit nervous, but yeah, you know, once the ball, once the, once the whistle went, like it was just all nerves had just gone, yeah. like just playing, enjoying it. And honestly, we had we had a pretty like stacked uh, stacked team. I remember, yeah, yeah, um, through that. So I mean, it made everybody look good, and everyone got on. So I yeah, enjoyed I think, it. I still I still keep in contact with quite a few people from that team. Um, on that day and, and like you said we had a pretty good team so for the listeners me and Christoph got put on the same team and we actually played centre-back together and, and we're not going to lie to you we bossed it we, we killed it I don't think I think we conceded maybe one goal over three or four games over the whole weekend yeah. so we did a really good job um, and that obviously helped us both in the, in the same same respect um, how did you how did you find them trial games and you said like once the whistle went like you said it was nervous I remember like when we were sat there at the front and like they were just basically calling out what teams you were going to go to mm. and I've just turned up in like a normal pair of like tracky bottoms and a t-shirt <laughs> and I'm seeing all these kids knocking around in like their Watford and Fulham like academy gear yeah. I'm shitting myself like oh my god what am, I, what am I getting into and then once you got out there it was like he's not even that good yeah I know like, that was the same with me like obviously you, you see someone in a like a, a club's kit and obviously like I play FIFA religiously so I know these teams, no matter where, what what league they're in. So like I'm I'm seeing like these kids in like Brentford tracksuits, you know, Prem tracksuits, all this like League One, League Two, and I'm like, oh, are these guys going to be the business. Like, am I going to be up to it? But like you said, like once you start kicking a ball around, you're thinking to yourself, oh, these guys aren't that much better. They're not even, like a lot of them were like I thought were not even like on the same level half the time. Yeah, yeah uh, I would agree. I would agree. But it was it was very intimidating. Like I I do remember, yeah. that. but like like you said, we had a good team. We, we all got on as well, like once the games were over with, we all hung out, which I think definitely helped because we built a little yeah. chemistry in that sense as well. And we got to talk about how we wanted to play, which probably went a long way as opposed to other teams that weren't doing that. They didn't really have like a way of plan, a plan of action of how they wanted to play and didn't understand each other as people and then as players. So I think, I think we got lucky in that respect as well. Um, yeah, but, definitely. But you make your own luck at the same time, so... Um, yeah, that was definitely that was the first time that me and Christoph met, and, and I think we did a really good job. So I remember that at that showcase, Tim obviously came up to us both and basically gave us the same offer right there and then, didn't he? Yeah. On a piece of paper, he, he gave it to us. Um, did you speak? Yeah. Did you speak to any other schools? I remember you getting like it. Um, you get shown like a presentation by like a big D one school. I, I can't remember who. It was. Yeah, it was um, Indiana. Um, That's right. Yeah, IU. IU. Yeah. And honestly, like, it was a – because I, I remember, was it, at the end of the couple of days of the showcase, obviously, like, everyone's sitting down and then the, the, the guys who were, like, first point who were running it, like, call out a few names yeah. because coaches want to talk to you. And literally, like, I remember, like, I was getting called up and I was buzzing. Same, yeah. um, but then I felt sorry for all the other guys that were just sitting there um, mm-hmm. because there were so many of them, like, didn't even get any interest. But I was, like, quite fortunate, you know, to get that interest early on. Yeah, um, basically it was like IU um, sat down with me and my dad in like a room um, in the building and pretty much just like talked about the school a lot. Um, not a lot about the team, which put me off. Yeah. It was more, he was trying to sell me like the campus, the city, you know, the big school stuff. 
but obviously like those were the two main offers I had at the time in that December yeah. and not, I think it was like mid-January end of January I like decided where I was going to go and basically I based that decision off you know academically being in a big campus with lots of things going on I don't think I would have been able to do that and excel academically so I needed something smaller so I could focus and obviously like it's, it's, a, it's a big like level difference yeah I guess playing wise yeah. Um, but my parents are like, you know, I know, I know that they were going to sacrifice a lot. So academically, like I needed to do what I could to, you know, graduate and stuff and, yeah. and excel in that. Good man. It's good that you knew, it's good that you knew that as well, because a lot of guys would instantly see that big school opportunity and just go for it. But you yeah. were able to kind of calculate what's best for you. Um, and after being yeah. around you for two years in college, it was very clear that you, you were very much academically driven and you knew what you needed to do. Um, yeah. So that was good that you were able to kind of break that decision down. And, and so we'll get onto it later on, but for like advice, it's definitely something that like, obviously the, the dream schools may pop up, but is it, are you going to go there and are you just going to be sitting on the bench for four years? Are you just going right. to be on the roster or are you going to be a big fish in a little pond? And I think ultimately we were inevitably going to be the big fish in a little pond at St. Catherine and, and we end up being that way. Um, yeah. How about how about the other aspects of the recruitment process? So, like, how did you find the ACT? Because you said you maybe how did you how did you apply yourself in that sense? Um, so basically, like, um, once we found out that we had to like take a test, uh, was it the SAT? Yeah. Like, my dad was like, you know, you need to crack on with this. So instantly, like, he ordered the SATs, like wedge book yeah. of like everything, like, yeah. and basically he was he was like, look, every day you're going to sit down for a couple hours and do it. And obviously I didn't need my parents to like tell me that I knew I was going to do it anyway, but they were just like reiterating and enforcing it. Like, look, you need to make sure you get a good score in this because obviously you could get some academic money, which I did, um, you know, based on the score that I got. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't much. It was a couple of grand, but it's still a couple of grand more than, than, than I would have got. Um, so, but like, honestly, that was tough for me because, um, you know, it's getting back into that um, environment of like studying, back into that school environment, and you're at home as well. Yeah. So you're not in the in in like school doing it. Um, so like that was kind of tough. And then obviously like taking the test, you know, it was so lengthy. Um, I remember like I think it was in Newcastle. I ended up having to like go down with my dad yeah. and taking it. And I, I don't really have any stories about that because I just remember like turning up. Obviously, there's got a different like bunch of people there turning up for it, took the test and like left. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was mentally like draining, uh, like building up to it. Yeah. Just with the amount of, like studying that you're doing, keep going over things, um, making sure you try and do the best that you can. Yeah, yeah, I, I I completely get what you mean. It's it's definitely daunting as well. And then you're walking in and you're seeing all these other people there, and you can tell they're like going there for like music school and all that stuff. Right. We're, we're walking in like oh, I'm here to play footy kind of thing. Um, and they're all there academically and we're just like i just want to go and play football in america yeah um how about the the visa interview how did you how did you find the visa interview um so did they change the places like since i last went um well basically um i remember like just having to like wait for so long yeah so like your number got called and then you go to like this little booth they take all your documents and the, basically they were like all right, you can sit back down and then your number will get called again and you'll have to go to the back to another booth where they'll interview you. And basically you just had to wait, like I think it was like 30 minutes, 45 minutes after the first, the first like booth that I went to turned up and basically asked me like, 
you know, uh, where are you going to go in Kentucky? Or like, well, in America, didn't really ask me Kentucky. Yeah. Um, but like squat school, um, what sport or what, what I was going out there for. Um, and again, like what position you play. And like just asking me like random questions, which I, I honestly, like I thought it would be harder than, than it was. I thought they'd really like, like quiz you, but... But it I wasn't. Thought I thought they were going to properly like quiz us, and and I mean, Brad told the same story. He asked like three questions, and then I'm, yeah. I'm pricking myself this whole time, thinking, "What if it goes wrong?" And I'm like, "I can't even mess up the three questions that they asked me." Yeah, we did all right. We got through it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so let's let's fast forward a little bit. Let's talk about yeah. we made it to Saint Catherine. Mm-hmm. How how would you kind of compare your expectations to reality your realities? Because it sounds like you did like your research and you knew you made your decision right. in a calculated manner. But but what was you expecting versus what was the reality in whatever aspects you you want to delve into? Yeah, so basically, um, honestly, I did, I did research into obviously like Saint Catherine, the academics there. Obviously, I knew that the program um, wasn't as good, but obviously, like I remember. Um, when like Tim first spoke to us, yeah. he talked to me about Ash. Um, and obviously Ash is from Manchester. So I think once I'd like signed and stuff, like, oh, Ash was just talking to me anyway, like got in touch with me and stuff like that. And it was good like talking to him about it um, and what like the school and stuff. And basically I knew it was like for the soccer part of it, like it was going to be like an underdog sort of like story. Um, and I, I loved that um, from the get go. I was like, you know, he's got a couple decent players there obviously like international players but obviously like American players like yeah, I remember like Waltz was like talking about it and then obviously when I was talking to you I kept in constant constant contact with you yeah, about yeah, what like yeah. your decision was going to be and stuff and I think like we we both like kind of committed like close to yeah, each other like yeah. in the same like time time frame and then obviously I got told about the other guys that were coming in so that was uh that was something that drew me there but then again, like the the city and stuff, I honestly I didn't really like do too much research into that. Yeah. Um, or the campus, obviously, like when you look on their website, you see like you know the nice stuff. Obviously, they're getting the nice views and stuff like yeah. that. What they can. Yeah. Um, but when we when we turned up, I remember like going that um, in that like little van, um, driving down, and I was just buzzing. Like I remember like talking to a bunch of you lads uh, in the back. You know, just buzzing to get started. Yeah. Um, and then when we turned up, like, I mean. I, I thought it was like great just because of like, I was like, oh, it's something new. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've yeah. been in Manchester the past God knows how long, you know, and here like there's loads of space, you know, like goes to school, there's a soccer pit, like 40 pitch just down the road, stuff like that. So, yeah. how did, how, so you came out, you were 19 or 20 when you first came out? I think I, I turned 20 um, when it came out, yeah. So, talk to me and, and be honest, even though I was your roommate, but talk to me about how, it, how difficult I don't know did you find it difficult moving into a dorm room with someone at the age of 20 years old like having to share like close quarters with someone like there was no privacy we had yeah. to your own privacy like how did you find that yeah well we had to build like uh, we had to put like desks and stuff to give a bit of privacy like later <laughs> on, but, um I mean at first I was kind of like maybe not sketched out and stuff but I was like oh, I would have expected my own room a bit of privacy and stuff out but Honestly, like, I'm glad that obviously I got rooms with you and then Max was in the next, like, room there. So I was like, you know, there's three English lads here. Like, it's going to be fun and stuff like that. Um, I, I kind of, like, enjoyed it um, because you always have, like, someone to, like, talk to. Yeah. You're always there, like, to chill with each other. I think, like, Ross and Brad were each, like, a couple of doors down as well. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, we all, like, hung out and stuff like that quite a bit um, and whatnot. 
But basically, I don't know. I think I think it was it was a good experience to go through. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like obviously, once we moved on and stuff, I kind of wanted to later on as you get through that process. The more years you go down the line, you probably want to get your own little like room, maybe in an apartment or something like you guys did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, Good. So I, I always, always remember um, you always had earlier classes than me and you had that ringtone for your alarm. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was, it goes round and round. Really? Yeah. What song is that? Abracadabra. 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 <laughs> Every single morning at like 8 a.m., <laughs> that bloody thing would go off. And I actually like the song now. I'd never even heard yeah. it. And I, I, I will, it gives me probably somewhat nightmares now to this day hearing that song. Oh man, it was, I will never forget that. It was literally like every, because you always waking up way earlier than I was. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I don't even know this song, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about, we'll get into the footy stuff, but how did yeah. you find being like a student athlete as well? How did, how did that go to you? Um, like once I mean, you actually like, in America, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, once it like, uh, I guess like once we'd had like the little orientation and stuff, we got your class schedule, starting off with that, I mean, it was something new, it was fun um, to get into it. Uh, it wasn't until I guess like maybe once you started getting like more like homeworks and yeah. and papers due, then it was like building up and I like, I remember like my first semester, um, I think I only got like one A. And I think the rest were like B's and C's and I was like, oh, well, this isn't good enough. Yeah. Um, and I think like after that first year, like I cracked on and got a bit better with like the studying and stuff. But it it was kind of it was difficult if you, you know, like did all your training and didn't then left your homework to the last minute. If you did a little bit each day, then then obviously it'll be a lot easier. Yeah. 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 You're, you're right. You're definitely right. It's hard to obviously just you like you said yeah. with the SAT, you had your dad saying, "Come on, do something every day." Mm -hmm. Whereas over here. You don't have that, and that, and that can be something that really you have to discipline yourself in that. In right. That um, so we'll start slowly transitioning into the footy stuff. How did you how did you find the coaching? Because you've said you're playing at FC United, where the coaches and players from the actual first team and stuff are coming through. Yeah. College. How did you find the American style of play and the coaching and stuff like that? Um, well, I mean, the style of play was completely different. Like, I uh, don't think I've ever like had to like do as many like sprints going forward and backwards as as yeah. possible. Because honestly, it wasn't like really like route one. It was just like high intensity. You know, there's a lot of quick players. Um, you know, trying to like utilize the space in behind. It's like it's a tactical game, but it's just so like high intensity, just constantly like back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. There's no yeah. like times where one team keeps possession, the other one like you know gets gets back into their shape. Yeah. And then goes from there. Um, the coaching. Um, I thought having Simon there was like. I loved it, you know, because you know you didn't you didn't know whether you could you could approach him like half the time. I I got that feeling off him, like you know he'd, he'd run great sessions and stuff, but he'd let you know like if you were like playing shit and stuff like that uh, and whatnot. Which which obviously like uh, I've had all my life uh, like coaching and stuff, which I enjoy. Um, and then Tim, I. I don't really remember too much like Tim like running sessions and stuff like that. I just remember Simon uh, doing a lot, but I thought the sessions were fun. Um, something different. Yeah. Uh, always. So how about, how about the standards? Um, how did you find that? Oh, um, our play and maybe the opposition as well. Yeah. Uh, well, with our team, I thought like, like everyone said, like obviously we had, I guess like 11, maybe 12 
like good players and then the rest like he drops significantly yeah um but you had like the odd like one or two guys like local like austin moore i remember like travis um players like that who you know had the technical ability and had like a bit of like a soccer iq but just needed to like get that experience like train yeah uh, and play obviously to to develop i remember what, what was his name um the guy thought he was like Ronaldo. Marcello. Oh, Marcello, man. Oh, geez. That guy got on my nerves so much. But, I mean, he was a, he was a pretty decent player as well. Um, but, I mean, the opposition as well. I, I remember, like, obviously, their top schools, like, they were just stacked. Like, Lindsey Wilson was stacked. Yeah. Uh, Campbellsville was pretty much stacked. Um, after that, I mean, it was fair game with, with all the other teams. So... Yeah. There wasn't much difference there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair enough. It's a good, good kind of an analysis of it all. Um, so, talk to me about maybe like the preseason. How did you find the preseason side of things? Or, or actually, I've got I've got another question for you first. So we played in the we played in that trial game as centre backs together. Yeah. And then fast forward a little bit to getting out here, you kind of transitioned out to the right back position. Yeah. How, how was that for you, first of all? Honestly, uh, I remember was it when I was getting recruited, um, and obviously like we played in the trial games, and like pretty much that was his like speech. He was like, "Look, I want both of you." Yeah, I remember. Um, a lot of us, I was thinking, okay, like we played really well in the trial games, um, we get on. Um, you know, this is going to be like a good like four years or as, as long as it will go. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I think maybe not like mid summer, maybe at the start of, like June or like I remember like. A couple like two months before like going out or something like he got in touch like he emailed me or something saying that they were bringing in Ross um and that he wanted to try and like transition me out to like a right back um which I'd never played before um I'd always been like center back yeah um, so that was like something to get my head around fitness wise I don't think I was I was at the right fitness levels when I came out to play right back mm-hmm. um because I was like watching football, knowing the game and stuff like you know, you want to get up and down and stuff like that. And that's just something that I've not not done in my life. But the way it worked out was basically we had Kevin Owens who basically could run for days. Yes. So I remember like yes. he would bomb on a lot and then we'd just transition to like a three at the back half the time. Yeah. Um yeah. but I mean it was it was something new again, like you just got to adapt. You never know what's gonna happen. Um so I mean I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I had Brad on my side who basically just like ran people down, you know, took them on. Um, I didn't really have to do too much attacking. You know, I tried to support when I could, but it was a completely different game. And then defensively, obviously, I guess he didn't have to like come back too much um, because I'd be quite far back anyway. So it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was it was a challenge, but I enjoyed it either way. All right, yeah, I just I always wondered about how how you kind of saw that because because obviously I saw you playing at centre back and I, I, yeah. was, I was looking forward to playing centre back with you because I mean we did a really good job and, and yeah. I, we kind of had a good chemistry straight away. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong, Ross was an extremely good centre back. As well. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it must have been a head, headache trying to pick between the three of us on like who yeah. who steps out to the right back. But I think honestly, probably made the right decision in terms of out of the three of us who could step out there because you were yeah. big and strong, but you were probably quicker than me and. Right, uh, Ross as well, and you also had a bit more of a, a bit more of a technical kind of cross on you. Um, right. Uh, so I think in the end it was the right choice. Maybe it wasn't 
personally the best choice uh, mm-hmm. on your p- perspective. But I think if he had to choose between the three, I think it was probably yeah. the, the smartest decision. Um, now yeah, that, not, that not definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the, the freshman year. Talk to me about how, like, what you thought of that year because obviously it's a fond memory for all of us. Oh, that was probably like my best year in uh, in in college, um, playing wise. Yeah. And obviously, like even even outside of that, um, you know, it just just cracked on from the get go. Um, honestly, like I was I was amazed because obviously the year before, all the guys that were obviously previously there, you know, like talked to us about, you know, I think they won like one game the year before, or maybe not even a game, and then you go from that to the complete like transformation of finishing second in the conference, getting to the final. Yeah. Um, you know, playing against like some some of these teams that are like just like stacked as you'd say. And it was that real like underdog story um and transformation of the program. It was just a shame that what happened to the school happened because even the second year wasn't as good. It was still a a, a decent year and we were still building. So who knows what would have happened the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But then we'll get into it in a minute. But like what we've all said that when it closed down it was it was the best thing for us but I'm interested to see your aspect on that so yeah. I guess I'll get to it now what where were you first of all when St Catherine closed down um so Shona's parents uh Shona's my girlfriend um so like for the for the guys who are listening um I know that you know well basically um <laughs> like Shona's parents owned a condo um in Florida I think it was like New Smyrna um so I was down there for like a week and basically, like, I'm out on the lounger, just chilling, baking in the sun. And we get, like, an email. And basically, it just goes through saying, like, obviously, they were, like, students won't be returning. They're going to be closing and stuff. And I'm like, are you having a laugh? Yeah. Like, it yeah. is, well, I can't remember when it was. It was, like, June or something like that. June, maybe. Uh, I think it was about, I think it was even mid-May to the start of June. But I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was like it was a quick turn like honestly you had about two two months to find a school mm-hmm. and honestly like as soon as I got that my heart sank and I was just like oh shit like what's what am I gonna do yeah. um, and as, as soon as that happened like I think I took the day just to like chill out enjoy it and then the next day after that I pretty much stayed in the in the like condo apartment all day just emailing all like the teams that we played against um, local teams in Kentucky um, and maybe just across the border and stuff like that just to just to uh, try and get some like get some response see, see what options are out there yeah uh, and that was basically it so so what you're saying is like obviously Tim kind of mentioned to us that we we could go with him potentially somewhere else we all kind of knew that but we didn't know if we thought were you still yeah. thinking I probably wouldn't mind going somewhere else no, um, I, honestly, I wanted to go with uh, with you boys to like Midway. I thought again, yeah, it's a it's a fresh it's a fresh start again. You know, we've got the same team basically. I think like Ross, Ross and Matt like decided early on in the spring that they were going to transfer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like obviously, I guess the rest of us were still were still up for going to like Midway and stuff like that with him. I was up for it, and then it wasn't until I spoke to, I think they're like head of like science or something like that or like somebody in the academic department there okay. basically because I was doing athletic training yeah and I wanted to stay in that sort of like um sports science um sort of field um and basically didn't have a program that was like that all they had was like biology I think or chemistry yeah and basically yeah. what she said is that um I'd have to 
because I didn't have the prerequisites and all the course credits and stuff or certain classes for that. I basically have to do those two years and probably like a year extra. And I was like, there's no way I'd be able to do that because financially it's just not viable. Mm -hmm. So as soon as like I, I heard that, I was just like, again, my, my heart sank a bit. Um, and I was looking, you know, what other options are out there. Yeah, yeah. Basically. I mean, it's, it, was, it was definitely a panicky time. And, and again, you've made a calculated decision on, okay, I want to study this. I'm not going to change that. I want to make sure I'm getting what I get. So um, you ended up at Kentucky Wesleyan College, uh, which was yep. a switch from the NAIA to the NCAA Division Two. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. So talk to me about just the transition in, in general. How, how, was, how different was it? What, what did you like? What didn't you like about the change? Um, and talk me through maybe your junior and senior year in the process. Yeah. Um, so basically, obviously, like I got in touch, touch with them. Um, you know, they wanted to bring me down, talk to me, and it was only two hours away from where St. Catharines was. So I was like, okay, it's close, it's good. Um, so I could drive down. Um, honestly, like, when I first got into Owensboro, it's a, it's a beautiful like city. Um, obviously, there's there's places there which at St. Catharines there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, so that was nice. Um, but basically, like rocked up, like the campus was really nice. Um, they had like a football stadium. Yeah. They had like their own like soccer field as well. Um, so the facilities were really nice and definitely like a big step up. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember like, you know, talking to the coaches, like they took me and Sean out um, for like lunch. Um, I talked to their captain at the time, got like a tour. Um, and then like that evening we had like a little like closed, like sort of like practice. Mm -hmm. I guess it was like a sort of like trial for them to see me play, uh, the coaches. And, you know, I had fun. It was, it was only something like, I guess, like nine aside or something like using like half a pitch. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it was fun to like, I mean, I see some of the players, obviously like not, not a lot were there because others were doing other things, but pretty much just got a bunch of guys together just to play um, and enjoyed it. And, awesome. Yeah. And so you, you decide that's the place for you. Let's talk about the footy first. How much of a change was the standard of the footy, like in terms of our St. Catherine team to Kentucky Wesley? Right. How, how, would, how did that compare? Yeah, so like my junior year, the team that I came into, um, honestly, like that, that team massively like underachieved yeah. uh, my junior year. And it was such a different um, like vibe around the team um, from the first two years where like we're constantly winning games. Um, you know, even if we did concede a goal and we're a goal down, we're going for the next goal and we know that we can score and stuff like that. Whereas at Wesley and it was, you know, that like team mentality wasn't there. Um, they were used to having, you know, not so good of seasons. Yeah. And basically, I think it was like in games, you could see it as soon as the other team would score a goal, like it just sap everyone's momentum. Yeah. And then no one thought that you could that we could score again, even though we did have like, you know, great players. Like there was, there's two players in that in that team in my junior year. Um, there was a senior called Curtis Roberts who plays in the Scottish. I think it's like League One. Okay. Um, for like Edrie Onions, and then Arthur Rogers, who was a freshman coming in, he plays for Hartford uh, Athletic in the USL now. Okay. Um, so you got like we had like a really good team, um, but just massively like underachieved. Um, and then obviously like my senior year, um, Arthur transferred out after his freshman year. Um, and then Curtis obviously like um, graduated. And the players that we brought in, 
um, just couldn't fill those shoes. And basically, it was it was it was kind of like St. Catherine's, where we had a good starting eleven, but no depth yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so then we struggled, and the teams in that conference were very good. And that conference is just getting is gradually like growing and growing and growing now. So yeah, very tough. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult, and that's the that's the issue with like the cyclical nature of like college soccer because you can have a solid team for four years, but if you don't replace them guys, you, you're back yeah. to one, and it's a constant constant circle. So as we're both probably finding out now, recruitment is like one of the hardest things about coaching. Yeah, you've got to find those guys that fit into the jigsaw puzzle, mm-hmm. um, which which is not always as easy as it sounds. Yeah. How, how did you find the find the transition off the field? So they carried your your major that you were doing. How did you find that? Yeah. So. They, they, I think, I don't know if they had like an athletic training. I don't think they did, but I realized um, after my like, sophomore year, I did like some um, shadow hours, yeah. um, at, like center college. Um, and basically I was like, you know, I've seen what the athletic trainers do. I, I thought I was getting into like physiotherapy, which it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I was like, there's no way I want to go into a career path where you have no free time. It's like every day, all day you know, with different teams, different players. Yeah, you're involved in sports and it's with that um, rehabilitation of like injuries and stuff like that, which, you know, I was really interested with. It's just basically, it was like a 24-7, seven days a week, you know, full year job. And I was like, there's no way I want to commit to that. So um, took the option to like change and did um, kinesiology and exercise science, which obviously I guess it's like a stepping stone to something else, but still it was enjoyable and, you know, I've got that behind me and like sports science, which is what I came out to do. So nice one, man. And, and yeah. did you did you graduate early? Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So you graduated so, in three and a half years or yeah, three and a half years. Oh, nice one, man. Yeah. Um and that came about, I think was it my after my junior year that summer. Obviously I uh got the opportunity to play in the MPSL um with Dayton Dynamo, which was probably the best thing I did throughout the four years. I wish I did something like that sooner. Yeah. Um, I didn't leave it so late, but I took a couple like credit hours um, over the summer and found out that I could graduate if I took I think 18 in the in the following fall in my senior year. And again, like I spoke to the coach at Wesley, and and basically it was to help the team out. Um, I wanted to graduate early so we could get some extra money to bring in someone else for the following uh, fall or in that spring with the money that I'd, I'd obviously like um, give up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not much else I can say. I mean, I was buzzing, like, graduated early. But then, like, sometimes, uh, like, I think now, you know, I should have saved for the extra semester. But, yeah. I mean, everything worked yeah. out um, for the better, so. For sure. And we'll, we'll get into how it all kind of worked out in the end. Let, let's talk a little bit about that Summer League first. So, um, yep. it was the MPSL? Yep. Yeah, so the MPSL is like a Summer League. It's, it's semi-professional, would you say? Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, there is teams all around that. And there is opportunities to do that in America if you're still in college and, and you obviously can't earn money. Um, you have to stay amateur with it. But but talk to me about that level. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you played against some really good players and teams. In that. Yeah, uh, it was crazy. Um, first of all, it was just like getting on there. Like I was emailing teams um, to see if they had any spots. Like a lot of these teams would want you to go for trials, and I couldn't travel anywhere. I could only travel local. And obviously, again, it wasn't free trials. Like they'd be like, "Oh, it's a hundred dollars to like trial per day," and I'm like, "Well, that's a joke. It's just a money scheme." Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, got in touch with uh, Dayton Dynamo, and the head coach was just great with me from the get-go. Um, 
and basically was like, uh, you know, I had a highlight footage, sent it to him and stuff like that. He said, I like what I see. Um, at the moment, we are trying to bring in this other player from some D1 school. Um, but if he doesn't work out, then we'll bring you in. Um, and basically it went from there. Uh, I think I had to wait like a month, but the, the guy from the D1 school ended up opting to go somewhere else. So he's just like, do you still want to do this? We still want to bring you in um, and whatnot. So did that and I was buzzing. As soon as the semester ended, I uh, traveled down to Dayton. Um, and basically like first, like I think I turned up on a Sunday and met the head coach at the stadium where they were going to play. I think it was like Roger Glass Stadium, which was like a high school stadium. But this, this thing, yeah, and it was it was a it was a great pitch. Honestly, like I was amazed. Like a high school, uh, got facilities like that. So basically, I turned up there. Yeah, basically, like turned up there, and I didn't expect to like train or anything. But basically, I think it was like a trial um, because there was again it was a group of players. I think it was like in a forty-yard area. And they were just scrimmaging. And I was like, and he, he pretty much asked me, like, are you good to play? And obviously, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. And basically, I think I had like a subway that day and that was it. So I was like, I was, I was, I was starving. And you know me, I like, I eat loads. So yeah. um, I was starving. And then basically, I just got on with that, um, played. Um, and it wasn't like the players that were there weren't any players that would later be with the team. I think they were all on trial. So... You know, I did what I did, um, and I guess impressed because um, it would have been a terrible situation if I'd done that. And he was like, uh, "Unfortunately, we we don't want you um, and stuff like that." So did that, and then got into like preseason training. I think I stayed with the the, the coach's um, like sister and her husband for like the first week because they didn't have an apartment set up, oh, but they were they were great. I loved it, um, and that was something else that added added to that experience was the fact that. You know, it was that like family environment again created, which you have like hopefully like players coming out have that in college. Yeah. Like we've had yeah. that at St. Catharines, I've had that at Kentucky Wesleyan, where families pretty much adopt you um, and treat you as one of their own, which is great. Um, yeah. So basically, I had that the first week, and I was like preseason, like you're training every day, every night, and it was like three hours training session every night, and it was it was tough, it was brutal. I remember like. Every training session, there was at least 50 players there, but there's only 18 players that were selected for a match day squad. So going into it, I was thinking, I'll do my best. Yeah. I'm not expecting yeah. to get in the team. I'm expecting just to like get some experience, to learn, to develop. And the first match day comes across, and I'm like, I'm in the team sheet, and I was buzzing. I was like, wow, this is great. And then we drive, and then the, the game was against Detroit City, who I think are now a professional team. Yeah, they're. they're um, basically, we'd like travel up there to Keyworth Stadium, and oh mate, it was it was it was phenomenal. The atmosphere. I think there was like three thousand, four thousand fans there. Wow. And I was just like, I was just like in awe. Um, and I, I'm glad that I got on. I think I got on for like the last 25, 30 minutes of the second half. I think we ended up like losing three two, but it was a great experience to be a part of. Like literally, like, there was flares going off. You know, the volume. I couldn't hear. Half the players like talking. You can't see anything. The flares are going everywhere. It was just mental. Um, but I loved it. I was like I said, and then it just kept going on from there. Like just the, the team that we had, um, which was a mixture. Like you had like D1 players. Um, I don't think there was many like D2 players. There's a couple D3 players who trained with us. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of them were D1, and then obviously like 
you got some players who were like local players who'd graduated from like Dayton mm-hmm. um, and whatnot who who can still play and stuff and were brought in. And there was one guy who was who was like phenomenal and he was a centre back, so it was great to play with him and like learn from him in training and whatnot. And he was called Kebe, and he played in Russia for I think like. I can't remember what team it was, but he was a former professional player, played Champions League. Wow. You know, that was a big, like, selling point for that club. Like, they always tried to, like, sell sell that player to the fans and um, in the marketing. Like, he played against Steven Gerrard and against Liverpool, all this stuff, yeah, just to try and get, like, fans in and whatnot. But, man, he was phenomenal. I think he was, like, 38, you know, maybe even 40 or something. But this guy was as fit as a fiddle, so strong, even though, like, his body frame was, like, pretty lean. Yeah, and yeah. he's he was just uh, someone that you just look up to from the get go. He didn't talk a lot, but he helped you out here and there how he could uh, playing. So that was just great to have that, and just the environment. It was just great. Like it was a good buzz every training session. Everyone worked hard, grafted. Yeah, and then the games as well. Like it was a great season. Um, we won our like conference, and then I think we like lost in like the quarters or something or the semis or something like that, or the tournament or whatnot. But yeah, but yeah wow. it was great. Yeah, sounds like, sounds like an amazing experience, man. And I'm jealous. Like, I never really got to do that kind of thing myself. Yeah. And, and I always look back on my college days and think, oh, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't think I had the balance and the drive to want to like, dedicate my summer. I wanted to enjoy my summers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which I did. Um, so, yeah. so let's talk about some of your favourite moments. So I want—I'm going to ask you three questions. You might have more, you might have less, you might not have answers. Yep. To them. So I want to know what your favourite game was in college. Like out of your four years, what's a game that Ooh. sticks out to you? See, like the, when, when you say that, like, there's two games that stick out to me. Yeah. Um, and one was a, a home game against—I think it was Shawnee State. I think a couple of guys have said it already. I think it was a really tight game. Uh, we couldn't score. And then Ash gets a free kick from like 35 yards out or something yeah. and, and puts it in the back of the net. But it's just the way that he struck it. Like he stands, he stands by it like David Beckham does, like really like side on. Yeah. His sprint side, wraps his foot around it. But the loop on the ball was just like, it had so much top spin on it. Uh, it was just mental. I remember like being behind it and seeing the whole thing happen in front of me. Yeah. And I was just like amazed. I was like shocked. I was in awe that I get like just of that. And yeah. you know, that was probably one like memory that sticks out. And then another one was obviously like that Lindsay Wilson final. Mm-hmm. It was it was freezing. Um my fingers were like purple, couldn't feel my toes. I think I had like three pairs of socks on, like two pairs of gloves. I was still freezing and stuff like that. Um and it was just a great game. Like yeah. obviously like I hate I hate that we lost and stuff like that after putting so much in for that season and stuff. But that was another game that sticks out to me just basically on the merit of like what it was for. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a good chat. Yeah. So I'm going to ask this next question and I don't yeah. know the answer. I'm pretty sure in the first two years you didn't. But did you did you score at Kentucky Wesleyan? Um, yeah, I, I scored three goals my last two years at St. <laughs> Catherine. I was good that I never scored. Yeah. Um, which... Like, as I remember, like, we always just, like, train, like, set pieces at St. Catherine's. And basically, I was, like, a decoy um, <laughs> for, like, you and Ross. Yeah. Which, which I mean, I was, I was I guess I was, like, a little bit taller than you guys. So, I guess I could have, like, dragged, like, their, their taller man out yeah. and stuff like that. But, I mean, it worked for the good. Because I, mean, I remember, like, you and Ross got quite a few goals and stuff like that. And it helped us out. So, yeah. But, yeah, I remember, like, my first goal um, was, like, a set piece routine. Basically, like, we played it short. 
um, to give a different like angle to serve the ball in. The guy serves it in, and I ended up like holding holding the guy off, and then ended up like volleying it in the back of the net, which was just you know like it it just happened so quickly, and then the contact was just like perfect. Yeah. And I had to like look at the back of the net to think, oh shit, I've scored. And then <laughs> I was just like, I didn't know what to do. Like I ended oh, up yeah. running and just being like. What am I doing? Yeah, uh, yeah. and then I think I got like two headers my senior year, which is good. But, but yeah, nice one, man. Nice one. I, d- I couldn't remember thinking off the top of my head if you yeah. scored Kentucky Wesleyan. So that was I was going to ask your favourite goal, but you, you've kind of gone yeah. through there. So well, yeah. well done, you getting them all in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then uh, so the the last question I have is: Is there any moments that stick out to you that maybe not? It's not necessarily a game. It's not necessarily a goal or anything. Right. Something that you that, that you think back of your four years in college and something just immediately pops into your head. Um. Well, obviously, like I'm, I'm I've been dating Shauna for like I guess like it'll be six years in November. Wow. Um, six years. And I, yeah, yeah, I know. Long time. When you been down on one knee, Christoph? Come on now, man. It's soon, man. It's soon. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, like I remember, like the first, uh, the first time, like I got talking to her. I think that's one thing that sticks with me. I know it's soppy, and like the guy's gonna give me stick for it, and and whatnot. Ah, you but, do you, mate. You do you. But that was that's pretty much it. Like when I think back at like college, like I've I've met that person. So yeah, happy days, mate. Well done. So you that was to it, get yeah. that in there as well. <laughs> there we go. Shauna will be happy with that one. <laughs> so yeah, I've she got to mention. There we go. There we go. She's probably in the background going like this now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one more question that I don't know. I, I'm going to ask it. Yeah. Out, out of St. Catherine or Kentucky Wesleyan, if you had to choose one, which one would you choose in terms of everything? Oh, um, He's gone for it. I'd, I'd go St. Catherine's, man. Yeah. Like even 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 though like the 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 campus was nowhere near as good, the city was nowhere like there's nothing to do. Yeah. It was just the obviously like the team, but it was the guys that you're with. Like we all got on, we're all there from the get go, and you know I I prefer it all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just based on the guys that you were with, I think that's that's what makes your college experience is the people that you're with. So I would I would hundred percent agree, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Well, good choice, good choice. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so. So you graduated, you've gone home. Talk me through like the next steps that you were doing. Like, so what were you doing at home? And then obviously now you're back in the States and talk yeah. about how you ended up where you are now. Yeah. So uh, obviously like I graduated a semester earlier. So I was at home for Christmas and out of the blue, I got, um, I think it was like a Facebook message or something from this guy. Like, and I was just like, oh, what's going on there? And basically it was, a, it was a team in Sweden or something like that. I think it was like a division three team or something. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, "Oh, we want to bring you out." And basically, there was a there was a, a former like uh, player at Wesleyan whose brother was playing with me uh, my junior year when I got there, and I, I like really got really close with him. Still, I'm now. Uh, Nikos, Nikos, yeah, yeah. Um, so his brother, uh, Chris Dakis, um, great player. Um, obviously, I never watched him play college, but I. You know, I've, I've played with him since, and he went out to like Cyprus, played in Greece, played in Sweden, yeah, um, and basically like told this guy about me. So I was talking to him for a couple of weeks, and I was close to to going out there uh, and playing. But basically, what put me off again is like you know you got to evaluate every situation, and basically, you know, Sweden's an expensive place to live. Um, you know, they'd have an apartment and they'd provide the food and stuff like that, but. I think like the pay, you know, obviously it's not, it's the, it would be like not enough to like live on or, or to make off. And I was like, 
I don't know if I want to commit a year of my life to, to to doing that, which is strange saying because like I'm a fo- like football fanatic. Yeah. You know, thinking back at it, like I, I should have just jumped on the chance, but you know, I talked to uh, a friend of my dad's who was like a scout for City and stuff like that, and talked to him about it, and he was basically yeah. like, you know, he knows people that have done it, but it's it's your choice in a day. So I opted not to go down that route. Um, and I've been away from my family for like four years, so I wanted to spend time with them. And like a big one as well was my brother. Like there's five years difference. Like he's five years younger. I missed like the whole like four years of him going for like his like teenage teenage years basically. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to like spend time with him, reconnect. Like it basically was like I never left. Um, so that was nice. And obviously like he was old enough now to like play like men's football and whatnot. So. You know, I got playing with him and some of my mates and stuff like that. But basically, like, I got back. I got a job working at a local school in their, like, sports centre. Basically, um, just, like, running it um, and whatnot, which I enjoyed. It was good pay, good hours. Uh, managed to save up a lot of money because I, I was living at home, which was basically, I think it was, like, a five-minute walk, ten-minute walk from my house. So it was good. Um, and then that year, I, was, I think it got to the end of that first year or something. And I was... It must have been like, a, I think like six months or something. And I was thinking about my next step because obviously I wanted to get back out to the US and the master's, uh, getting a master's was, was the next step. So obviously I could learn about the graduate assistant stuff. And I remember, was it Harry Mason? Harry Mason. Harry Mason. Yeah, telling us about all this stuff, like you need to get it done early. Um, and it's a good route to get back out to do your master's and whatnot. And obviously I left it too late um, for that year. Well, like I tried to get in touch with like coaches about um, like, like schools about like graduate assistantships for like to be like a soccer coach um, to get my masters. And I remember like talking to a few places. Um, I wasn't keen on a couple. And then there was one where I did an interview, and basically it was like I was trying to just get whatever yeah. Uh, yeah. At, at that stage. Like I was that like, desperate to to get out and whatnot. Um, basically, it was like some school in Iowa, and it would have been like a GA for like a women's program. And the, the coach was like, you know, he, he, he's an English guy, but he's been there for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. And I remember yeah. like talking to him after like finishing a shift and, you know, he went well and stuff like that. And then like a week later, you know, I wasn't successful, but basically he was like, um, I got to think now, but basically he was like, I, he would have gone with me, but I didn't have any like college coaching experience, which kind of like annoyed me because I'd been a player. I'd done some summer camps and stuff like that. Yeah. But how am I supposed to get that experience without being a GA? Yeah. Um, so I played college um, and where I was going to get that coaching experience. Um, I'd done summer camps, coaching and whatnot whilst I was like out there in college. Um, how was I supposed to get that like college coaching experience? Um, that's what that GA position is supposed to do. So I was kind of annoyed at that. But then I found out that he opted to go for like another English lad who literally just graduated. So he was already out there. So I, I, I thought that that was another reason why I'd have to go through the whole like visa process again. And it was time consuming and something probably like the coach didn't want to take a gamble on in case it wasn't successful. Yeah, for sure. Um, but basically I got in touch with like the Wesleyan coaches um, and, and was like, I want to get some coaching experience, you know, if I was able to come out to get, do a secondary degree, 
um, which is something I didn't really want to do because obviously financially it'd cost me money because yeah. I wouldn't get as much scholarship. You know, could I get that experience with the team um, from then on? And that's the route that I took. I ended up coming back out um, and I did a sport management, um, which is good because I've done the whole like sports science side and then I've done the, the business sort of side of it, um, which was which is like really good um, to have both. And, you know, I've enjoyed the, the, the season and stuff like that. Like the group that he's recruited has been really good. I can see the program's going in the right way. Yeah. And the program did a lot for me because obviously it gave me, you know, um, a route to continue my education out in the US. Yeah. And it, they, they managed to do that without me having to pay or like my parents having to pay a, like a ton, a ton of money uh, more than what I was paying at St. Catherine's. So, so I was glad at that. And obviously, like I loved the, the environment, the people that were there and I wanted to give back. Yeah. Um, and so like just finished the season and the assistant coach for the men's and women's team was leaving to go to Florida. He just recently got married okay. and the, coach, the two head coaches sat down with me and said, look, we want to keep you. Um, how do we go about it? And then obviously I applied for the OPT yeah. at the, I think like mid spring. Um, so I'm waiting to hear back from that. But as soon as hopefully like when that gets approved, I can accept the position and then, you know, at least for the next year, um, go down that route and it's weird because I never saw myself going into coaching I knew I wanted to be involved in the game no matter what yeah. but yeah. coaching was just like obviously you just finished playing you're still young you know you go back home you're still playing week in week out so it's yeah. it's strange going from that to coaching but I enjoyed it I loved it like um, and it and it's taken like that little transition period to step back, especially like when there's sessions, like you want to join in and get on the ball, but you need to create that sort of like divide half the time um, where you can get in a couple of times um, in a session, have a bit of fun with them, but then there's a line that you got to draw yeah. where, it, where yeah. it's them and like you're the coach, um, you're the authority and stuff like that. But I've, I've loved it and, you know, it's something that I want to pursue and see where it goes. Yeah. So. Brilliant. I'm glad you were able to get back out. I'm glad you were able to get that second yeah. as well. And that's awesome that they've offered you that position. And obviously, fingers crossed with the OPT. I don't see any yeah. reason why you won't get that. Um, but that's it's cool because we were both in the same position and we've, we've yeah. been speaking a little bit more recently. Like we were asking each other advice on like our summer workout packets and how we can yeah. each other and stuff. So it's cool to have someone in the same position um, being able to kind of bounce ideas off each other. And it's kind of, yeah. re it's reconnected us in a way because we did right go for a period where we didn't speak as often so it's yeah. kind of that we've been able to do that again now and um, so i'll get down to some of the good stuff now uh the first thing i want to know is a, le a lesson that you learned from your four years as a well three and a half years as a college soccer player just in general like something that you've taken from that that court that um period. yeah i mean i've got like a lot of like cliche you know like sayings or whatnot but some of the big things is don't take anything for granted yeah. Um, you know, put 100% effort into everything you do. You know, athletics, academics, uh, no matter what it is, you know, life's too short not to. I know that's like cliche, but it's true. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're knowing that, like getting to the end of it, like it's gone so quick. Yeah. And you know yeah. that there's always more that you could have done. Um, but there's also like, you know, you'll get so many new experiences, you know, ex experience it basically. Like, don't just uh, be that like passenger who lets it go by, get involved. Um, do that um, and a big thing for me as well which I think more, more recently that I've come to learn is like don't focus too much on the past or try and focus too much on the future 
just live in like the present um, and, in, and like, you know, live your life in there, you know, do what you can there instead of thinking too much of what you could have done, what you can do um, and, you know, go, go your own route and stuff like that. Yeah. And step out of your comfort zone as well. Yeah, he's, been on, he's, been on, he's been on Google looking at, looking at Instagram. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see some tattoos popping up on <laughs> Live, yeah. laugh, love. Live, laugh, yeah. love. <laughs> so uh, it, I guess you kind of covered that, but is there any specific advice as well? Like even now if you're recruiting for Kentucky Wesleyan, like an, maybe an English lad coming over, is there any, any specific advice that you would give um, for that process in the current? Um, I'd, I'd met, I'd, like, like I've spoken to a couple of English lads and basically like um, with the companies that you're going with, you know, you're paying for their service. Make sure that they, you know, tell you everything that there is to know like that's the one thing that disappointed me about first point even though like it gave me the route to come out here i had no clue on the different divisions i had no clue on half the stuff that we had to do to get out here yeah. um which i was really disappointed like they failed us in that respect yeah um, but that's one thing that i'll talk to like players coming out is basically make sure you know the differences between the divisions make sure you do your research um and podcasts and stuff like this are a great way for them to to hear different people's experiences um to hopefully like try and like think of what their route's going to be yeah uh, basically i say just do your research um and whatnot yeah it's been a really common theme um and i would have to agree with you with first point usa they did a really good job of securing me and securing my money um, but yeah. once, you, once you got in there, all they really did was like film the games and stuff. They didn't really, right. like, even the guy that was my consultant, um, mm. he left and didn't respond to me for like eight weeks. And obviously I didn't, never got told that he left. And first right. point, USA never de- designated me another consultant. So I was right. asking some guy what, what to do and he wasn't responding. Mm. Um, and I actually went to college in my gap year for like eight weeks because they told me that I couldn't leave education. Um, right. Be able to come out and be eligible, which was complete a complete lie. He told right. me, that. Um, and so I spent eight weeks of missing out on money and stuff, and traveling to college every day, just doing like A levels again when I've already done my A levels. Um, yeah. And I finally got hold of someone else, and they were like, "Oh, he left." And no, you don't have to do that. You can just have a year out. And like, For God's sake, like it. Like that's that's the kind of thing that you're talking about. Like once they get your money, they're just bothered about. Sometimes they're more bothered about getting that next guy's money in, and yeah. just like kind of. Yeah, so it's a good advice, kind of making sure you're doing, you're going through the right company and, and taking yeah. taking other people's experiences into, and applying mm-hmm. it to yourselves. All right, so here's the good bit: the feature on every yeah. podcast, and the one I'm ex- I'm excited about this because you have yeah. two schools to base this off. Yeah, um, and it sounds like you had some good players over there at Kentucky Wesleyan as well. So definitely, rough, uh, some feathers ruffled here. Uh, <laughs> so let's go, let's go with your best eleven, mate. So what what formation are we starting out with? Right, so I'm going to play a four. Oh no, no, not a four. It's a three, four, one, two, or two, one. Okay. Um, basically, the keepers Grant Allen. Um, I played with him two years at Kentucky Wesley, and the guy was probably the best keeper that I played with, and that's you know my entire like footy career yeah. um, to date. Um, even like playing that summer league with like some great keepers there. Like the guy's distribution is great. His footwork's amazing. Uh, he's he's a cat. Um, he's quick off his line. He's just He's just the perfect guy that you want in net yeah. Um, yeah. behind behind you to get you out of trouble when you need. But the back three, obviously I got to put myself in there. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Got Ross and I got you. Yeah, uh, back three, I think. Yeah, no, that, that, that brick wall, you shall not pass. Yeah, no way. Um, and then the two two wingers on our side, I put Callum Kemp and Marvin. 
Nice. Um, I thought, like, both technically, like, there's great, like, tricky players, um, but they're smart. They got, like, a great, like, soccer IQ um, and a work rate as well. Um, they'll, they'll put everything in. Two centre mids, Joe Jessup is more of, like, an anchor. Yeah. Um, which I think like he played tremendously like I think it was the two years I played with him Yeah. Um, and then the other centre mids Arthur Rogers okay. he came in as a freshman at Wesley and I was just like amazed I used to go out so many times like and just like 1v1 training with him um, you know be it conditioning or individual stuff and obviously like it's, it's paid off the guy's just amazing yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. and then the two, the two in front of him Brad Wilson yeah. Um, yeah. and Curtis Roberts uh, both creative players, um, both goal scorers as well. Um, great players to have, like in the attacking sense of the team. And then up top, Ash Woods. Okay. It, it oh, was yeah. tough because I wanted to put Max in there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just like Ash's like work rate and mentality that got him in there, and like literally, Ash would just hassle people. Yeah, and he was just smart and everything. Like he's just great, like movement stuff like that. From what from what I saw that one year, yeah. and it was a shame yeah. that we only had him for one year. So if we had him for two years, then that second year would have been just as good as the first one. Yeah, I agree. That's, yeah, I agree. That is that is my eleven. Yeah, that sounds like some people. Yeah, I haven't seen some of them Wesleyan players, but from what you're yeah. speaking about, like where they've gone on to play, it, it sounds like that would have been some force of a team. Yeah. <clears throat> you obviously had to choose Ash for the the Manchester boys in there. So yeah, no, you yeah. got you got to throw the local lads in there. <laughs> give the give them the give them the shout. So so that's that's a good team. Mate. I I really enjoyed the podcast. Is there anything like any stories or anything that you want to bring up? Now we're at the end. I have a couple. <laughs> I was seeing if you've got any good yeah. fond memories or anything that you want to chuck in there. Honestly, like I have like some. It's more embarrassing things on my part. Yeah. Um, I remember it was like, I think it was like probably like pre-season. I was like, at the end of pre-season, like we all had like a little bit of a bash. And I remember like going up to that Snappy's, uh, Snappy's Pizza oh, and yeah. I ordered like a pasta dish and I fell asleep in a chair. Um, pasta dish comes and then you're like, yo stuff, you all right, mate? All this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just there, just gone. And I've just got a fresh like pasta dish right in front of me. And you ended up like taking me back to the room and I think my bed was like raised so high. Oh yeah, I remember this and, now, yeah. Basically like you'd, you'd left and I was asleep and then I'd thrown up on the floor um, and then I'd gone back to sleep and I remember you coming in and like Max and then it was just like, oh, I spewed everywhere, all this stuff. And then in the middle of the night, randomly, I just woke up and cleaned it all up and then went back to bed. Like it was just weird. Mate, I, I completely forgot about that. That was, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was the night that I got an alcohol fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got away with it. Because <laughs> oh, I spewed everywhere, I was gone. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got one here for you. Yeah. Um, do you remember breaking my nose in the game? Oh, yeah, I remember that because we were both yeah. going, like, I think the ball got, like, it was like a through ball or something behind us and we were both running after it or something. And, like, yeah. Well, like, it was in between us. And like we we're both going for it like full pelt. Yeah. And I think last minute, like I stood up straight because like you you were like gonna get to the ball before me and then you just plowed straight into like my shoulder or something. Yeah. I remember yeah. I, I like I, I we obviously didn't communicate and you obviously saw me coming. I don't yeah. think I saw you coming, so I've just gone in yeah. full pelt and just absolutely smashed my face yeah. into you. Um, I remember I, well. I remember another injury that I caused you. Like I, I, I like hurt your ankle in training as well, yeah, which right, yeah. 
which like I did not mean to do. But no, no, no. Well, wait, what, what I always noticed about you, Christoph, is you trained the way you played, and in yeah. training you would smash people, and you're a big boy, you're strong, you're powerful, yeah. and you would go in hard on people who weren't necessarily going in as hard, and that's no fault of your own. Right. Especially looking yeah. back on it now, I wish even now, and I wish I could go back to training and just give everything into every tackle and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I, I think you kind of like was just ratting me down, like giving me no space and I think I like turned and passed and as a pass you've like stood on yeah, my ankle I came late or something, yeah. size 15 feet on my, <laughs> on my ankle like, I remember as soon as I did that Simon went mental yeah oh, the day before a game I think as well yeah yeah I remember that I remember that one and then uh, another one I'm not sure if you remember and I can't remember if it was you but after the showcase do you remember we were on the train and, and I'm thinking it was you we were on the train and Tim was on the train with us and he needed to get to like a certain station and I'm on the train and I think I know everything about the London Underground, which I definitely yeah. And he's asking me which one and I sent him off the train to go to a different line. And he's texting me like two hours later going, you sent me down the conference. <laughs> and, I, and I was on the, I was on the train with another guy from the showcase and I can't remember if it was you or not, but I was like, Oh my God, imagine if I lose yeah. him now because I sent him on a wild goose chase. <laughs> yeah. It's going to retract your offer, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one is for some random reason, you had a mankini and you'd always just randomly like oh, yeah. walk out into the hallways or into the bedroom or whatever with a mankini <laughs> on it. Be like, what the hell is he doing? Why has he got that? Yeah, I, I remember like was it that second year when we were all on uh, was it Bertrand? We all had like our own rooms. Yeah, and I'm like there was so much fun. I remember like uh, me and Ross used to have like a little Mister Kentucky like flexing in the mirror. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, just walk out all like chest out all this stuff. Um, oh, I've I got another good one. Do you remember that time when like Shona was coming, and like I had a little lamp in my room. I had to put the mankini on and I was like, lads, when she's coming up, I'm going to blast out like Marvin Gaye. Let's oh, get yeah. it on or whatever. <laughs> and then she comes up and the music's blaring. She's walking down the corridor. All you guys are like chilling in your rooms with the doors open, waiting to hear what she says. And then she comes in, I'm just laying there with my mankini. Seductive. And then, so you, you talked about like you flexing and, and I completely forgot about this and just, just popped into my head. So do you remember on spring yeah. break, um, our freshman year, I'm absolute like on the last day. I think it was I had a, an absolute nightmare that day. I did all kinds of stupid. Stuff. But I think you poured beer you, in Christoph's chest has like a big dip in it. He's got like huge pet and <laughs> yeah. a big dip in the middle. And we poured, was it beer? Yeah. Or, or was it cornflakes? We put no, it. Was, it was it was both on it. I thought it was yeah. cornflakes with beer on it. Yeah, and I started <laughs> eating the cornflakes out of Christoph's chest with the beer and cornflakes mix. I, I, and that was not the worst thing I did that day by any means. And we won't go into yeah. that. But uh, yeah, that was that was a rough day. And we always joked about doing it, didn't we? Like for the whole year. And then finally got you drunk enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Our spring break was great, man. Yeah. Like, yeah bring back memories just talking about it. Another thing that I remember as well is like, you never let me like live it down sometimes. Was I remember I was like studying anatomy and I fell asleep. With the book next to my head, and it had like I was. I guess I was on like uh, the genitalia, and it was just like a set of balls and a dick on the page right next to my head, and you, yeah. you just like it's just like taking pictures of this stuff, and it's going around that room. I was like, oh, shit. oh no, I did forget about that one as well. That's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. We had some really good times. I've got. I have one question for you. So yeah. I told I told the story about Brad um, pooing in the bag. Um, yeah. Did you did you know about that? I can't remember. No, I never knew, I never knew about that. Oh, so we we gave that one away for the no. first time. Well, honestly, like 
our room would have stank anyway with the amount that like me and you fart. I mean, it's. <laughs> That was the worst thing as well. We had to share a toilet between four of us. Oh, yeah. It was, that was nasty. Yeah. And then fun next door with Max. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, I'm going to start wrapping it up. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Great catching up. And that's what I love about this podcast is like we may may not have had chats like this for a couple of years, but we've just got to yeah. fly through the memories. And that's, and that's what I love about it. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on, Christoph. It's been great, and uh, um, I'm glad glad you're listening in. I hope you and Shauna are doing well. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the picture to pop up on my Facebook saying he yeah. finally did it. Yeah. Um, so so I'm looking forward to that one. But I really appreciate you coming on, Christoph, mate. No, definitely. Thanks for having me, man. I've loved it. Um, and hopefully, like I can keep in touch more. I know I haven't done it with like a lot of the guys um, like the last couple of years and. Now, some of that I know I need to get better at, but no, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's it's a great thing that you're doing. I love listening to all the other ones as well. So yeah, top man, mate. Top man, Christoph. Have a good one, buddy. All right, see you in a bit, mate.